Hey, this is Lou Mangello from WDW Radio, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. Let's do this. Just a squeaky you all the way to episode 394 five-ish fangirls podcast and imagine you're just living your life in new york city going to work getting stuff to eat just doing the day-to-day thing when all of a sudden murder what are you gonna do What do you do? You record and make a podcast, of course. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. So glad us. Let's start off like a virtual table and see who joined us this week. This is Brittany and Belvedere. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Thought I had that phone shut off, but no, surprise! (laughs) Quick mute and unmute. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully everyone had a safe and happy Halloween and you don't have too much of a tummy ache. Uh Surprisingly enough, I do have some leftover candy. Not a whole lot. Yay! I do have some candy left over, which, considering... I already have a couple of cavities that need filling. Why not? Uh, <laughs> keep my dentist employed. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's do the news. Not a whole lot of news, but some interesting news coming out of different parts of the interwebs first up apparently warner brothers slash dc have uh decided that uh they're just gonna i throw a hail mary i don't know uh As far as trying to get the whole DC EU thing upright back on track, recalibrated, I don't know. We we've had several discussions about what we think is going on over there, and the, I think they've been having the same thing. So, uh, DC first off has <laughs> decided to. Uh, First of all, create a whole new division. Uh, is DC Films, as we know it, gone in the trash. We now have DC Studios. And it is going to be... Uh, this is going to be... This is going to cover film, TV, and animation. Um, but to head the whole thing is going to be... Uh, Peter Safran, who is a, a producer, and James Gunn. Mm-hmm. So Safran is going to work, focus on the business and production side. And then James Gunn is going to focus on the creative side of things. 
Uh, so, yeah, and supposedly this is a four-year deal, and James Gunn is now going to be exclusively working with DC. Yeah, I was does this mean he's done doing anything from um, MC, MCU? Uh, at least for the time being that seems that seems to be the case so yeah that's uh i mean it's it's a bit of a loss as far as the mcu is concerned because obviously james gunn very talented the guardians anything guardians has been fantastic um but at the same time he, they he did sweep in to do the soft reboot i'm doing very big air quotes of the suicide squad Mm -hmm. um which i really enjoyed yeah um because it it is very james gunn esque (laughs) oh yeah um so uh, and then, of course, that spun off the Peacemaker TV series, which I've not watched, but it's supposedly supposed to be really, really good. Um, so it's not that he is going into handling the DC stuff without pr- first proving he knows his way around the D- at least some of the DC characters. Um, so... Um, but yeah, it's just it's interesting. It's a, it's an interesting, interesting twist, I guess that nobody really saw coming. Uh, so, um, but yeah. At the same time, it's not like we aren't hurting for other stuff in the MCU that other people are handling. So, um, but yeah. I guess I guess we'll see if James Gunn can help turn the DC EU around because mm-hmm. the whole thing's kind of a hot mess. It has its bits and pieces where it's like, oh, this is this is a bad. This is halfway decent, and then you end up with other things where you're just like, what? I will admit, having James Gunn there is making me like, I might actually make an attempt to go see these movies <laughs> yeah i've seen several comments like that where people are all like oh i might actually pay attention to the dc stuff <laughs> so, uh, which i think says a lot about where dc has been going recently mm-hmm. so, oh my so good luck uh-huh um uh that being said you can um get uh we can have uh uh, we've got our our first look at (laughs) james gunn's uh next entry i guess into the mcu because we have our first look at the guardians of the galaxy holiday special which will be dropping sooner than you might think because it's now november uh yeah (laughs) yeah uh so yeah we got uh the next the next marvel 
special presentation as they've been calling them first we had werewolf by night now we've got this and um if you like to play six degrees of kevin bacon the 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 the, the degrees on which you will need to connect him to people in the MCU has now shrunk. Uh, big time. Big time. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> um, I'd like to name that in one note. Yeah. Well, it depends on who in the MCU you're talking about. Game show yes. reference here. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, apparently, apparently, uh, this holiday season will be filled with laughter and merriment and um, attempt at kidnapping, and maybe a possible <laughs> recreation of the uh, footloose dance scene. <laughs> mm, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just guessing. I mean, considering who they're going after, mm -hmm. <laughs> and considering what a certain Captain Star Lord's favorite movie is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, sir, Bob. Well, but yeah, it. Uh... <laughs> oh my. Looks to be a jolly good time had by all, unless you're Kevin Bacon. Right. <laughs> then you may be questioning your life choices. Uh-huh. And your home security systems. Yeah. So, there is that. Uh, and then in the world of Doctor Who, this is exciting yes for a number of us <laughs> uh -huh. so first of all going into the 60th and of course with a new doctor we've got a new logo yes an updated updated show logo looking very old school i love it i love it i love it very reminiscent of logos past uh -huh. oh um but that being said when doctor who returns next year a year from now uh for the 60th um if you <laughs> after bouncing around from place to place to place to place for the last i since doctor who returned um essentially <laughs> Or such, I guess, really streaming became a thing. True. Yeah. Um, that's more aptly put, yeah. Yeah. Streaming wasn't really a thing in 2005 when Doctor Who returned. No. Uh, but once streaming became a thing, after bouncing around from places like Netflix and BritBox and where where else is Doctor Who been? Um, um, what, how is it? HBO Max? X, it's it, HBO Max now. Yeah, yeah, I think that's on now. Britbox is more um classic who and yes new who. yeah so yeah but i mean just if 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 somebody asks you hey where can i watch doctor who it's like <gasps> classic or new right which doctors uh-huh 
Yes. Do you care about choosing which story you watch? Right. Well, then there's the streaming Pluto, which has its own schedule, but it doesn't go in chronological order. Yeah. So you don't have any choice on what it is you're watching. That was my point. Yep. Yeah. So Uh it's like, yeah, it's, it's just, just very like Doctor Who because, you know, gets back in, in people's radar and then you start seeing, you know, posts on social media people are like oh i wanted to watch that where could i watch it and you're like hold on a minute let me check the map yeah <laughs> let me so, check the updated let me check the updated uh, bus route here yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so starting next year uh at least with the new stuff uh because we, we don't have confirmation yet on whether previous the previous seasons of new who and or classic who will be eventually available or not but at least when doctor who returns next year it is now going to be on disney plus is the tldr at least Mm -hmm. for anyone outside of the uk Uh if you're in britain you've got your you've got your own thing because their their TV is just kind of weird to begin with, because uh, you know they pay for their TV, but then they don't have commercials, <laughs> so uh-huh. <laughs> and then they have their own different streamings. So, but yeah, Doctor Who is going to 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 Disney Plus, and um, here's hoping it'll drop at the exact same time it airs over in the UK. No yeah that's the thing that's the thing is it's like is this going to is this going to be just for streaming so like are we still have to wait till like the day after like you do on like itunes or is it going straight there and bypassing bbc slash bbc america completely which as far as tv is concerned so there's still a lot of questions that we don't have answers i mean to tell you the truth of the status of bbc america lately i wouldn't be too disappointed (laughs) i mean it hasn't i mean i i i pretty i yeah i mean i pretty (laughs) i pretty much rely on like the the digital Mm -hmm. you know as soon as it's available on digital wherever yeah it is again it's yep. it's changed so much over the years i so i do the like, digital too i'll try to catch it on bbc america if i don't it's like okay i'll just catch what i can then mm-hmm. make sure my season pass is ordered and as soon as it drops i can watch it commercial free mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah exactly so so yeah, we still we still have uh some some answers. So we need some answers to some things, but uh yeah. yeah. But I I I I'm not complaining. No, it's it's, 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 it's gonna be a nice one stop shop for us fan fandom people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. It's a something. Yep. It's a something. So, 
I'll take that as a good sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, speaking of Doctor Who, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. it is now November, so new yes. month means book club updates. Yes. Okay. Like I said last month, we had a tie. So this month's book is Doctor Who Recorded Times and Other Stories. It's a six doctor adventure big finish audio and then december's book poll just a second i'm pulling that up and things are cooperating yay okay first (laughs) (laughs) all right so our choices for december are demons of red lodge which is another grouping of big audio or big finish audios uh shroud of sorrows the legend of camelot and a newer big finish, but I thought maybe with the theme of December, Blood on Santa's Claw, which <laughs> is a collection of stories featuring your favorite doctor, Rachel. <laughs> hmm, whatever will Rachel vote for? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> So those are the choices. You just can like when Charles, just like when Charles was like, "Hey, Rachel, next season of Next Stop Everywhere. Which which episodes do you want to be on?" Gee, I don't know. Uh, uh, twist my arm, and my response is, "I hope it didn't hurt too much." Mm-hmm. <sighs> Slightly twisting my arm while shoving Halloween leftover Halloween candy in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> sign me up yeah <laughs> like oh gee whichever will I pick <laughs> yes six or twelve hmm mm-hmm. or those. why not both mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, do we know you Rachel or do we know you <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me at all uh, <laughs> oh my uh so yeah go to go to go to go to goodreads links on our website uh yeah. and also on facebook so mm-hmm. go make your choices and join the discussions yeah. Oh. And for those of you who are wondering, it's like, hey, how come the uh, the fourth doctor as Robin Hood book isn't posted? I'm still waiting to make sure that physical copies are available to order, purchase, pick up in library stateside for a bit. So takes a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. There is that. <laughs> yep. Once that happens, it's fair game to go on the poll. <laughs> Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then uh, real quick, uh, uh, feed updates. Uh, latest episode of Gold Standard, the Oscars podcast, is out and available for you to listen to. Where we've wrapped up the 1980s as crazy as that seems um but we did with 
the 1989 uh, Best Picture winner, Driving Miss Daisy. So we get to start the 90s next week with Kevin Costner's Rear End. <laughs> Yay. Tatonga. Tatonga. Ah, so there's that. So we got two feedback. So we got some feedback from Shalane. Um, and then uh let's see, she's got several points here. Um Oh, she says she suggests that we should talk about some of our favorite Nickelodeon TV shows that we loved when growing up. Ooh. Growing up being relative. <laughs> what do you mean growing up? I haven't grown up yet. Um, it says she's excited for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania because she loves Ant Man. The trailer looks funny. Um, she says that Spirited Away was the uh, when she first saw it, she thought it was very interesting. She thought it was like kind of like Alice in Wonderland. And she says that she's actually seen some fan art that is a crossover of Spirited Away and Alice in Wonderland. I could see that. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Um, she says, speaking of Lila Stitch and other actors <laughs> um, who were also in Spirited Away, she says David Ovden Steers played uh, Kamaji, the long-armed man. Yeah. Um, and then Jason Marsden, who voices Haku, um, and Suzanne Plachette. Um, uh, they were both in the second Lion King. Oh, cool. So. Suzanne Plachette, I know from watching reruns of Bob Newhart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and then <laughs> speaking of like seven degrees of, of Kevin Baker, in this case, seven degrees of Jason Marsden, um, she has a friend that she went to college with. His grandparents owned a voice acting school in California, and Jason was one of their students. Oh, cool. Um, and then she says there are two dub versions of My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, but both have voices that we'd recognize. One version has the gal who does the voice, uh, did the voice of Angelica Pickles. Regrets. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one has one in the Fanning Sisters and Leah Salonga. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. to get, whenever we get around to doing My Neighbor Totoro, I guess Chrissy can tell us which version we should watch. Uh -huh. Um. She mentioned some other uh, actors in some other Studio Ghibli movies because, like we said, they they do they do some like really like recognizable names occasionally. <laughs> so, but um, 
and she says Howl's Moving Castle would make a good Halloween movie because there's a witch and a scary bird. <laughs> um, and then she says that she was Kiki for Halloween one time. Oh, cool. She plans on doing uh, Princess Boanoke at some point in the future. That's cool. And then we've got some feedback from Aaron. And Aaron, Aaron's subject line is time for a rewatch. Aaron <laughs> says, Hello to my five-ish hosts. It's funny that Spirited Away was the subject this week because this is this is the third podcast this month I've heard discuss. <laughs> Oh, talk about serendipity. Uh, no, we did not have a great big podcasters meeting like, hey, guess what we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if those meetings happen, we've not been invited to them yet. So no. that's pure coincidence. <laughs> How do we get on that invite list? So, uh-huh. um, yeah. that i watched it years ago and didn't like it but i chalked that up to being too young to understand it by now brother-in-law had brought it over to show my sister on one of their date nights and me being about 13 thought oh a cartoon for teens i want to watch it i was bored out of my mind because i didn't understand what anime actually is i have a slightly better understanding now but i still haven't watched much to really appreciate it shout out to death note uh Mm -hmm. one the one i love the most <laughs> so having said that i think the podcast gods are trying to tell me to give spirited away another chance <laughs> maybe also despite not liking it at the time i'm always pleased when disney slash pixar doesn't win animated feature at the oscars i think it gets disney and pixar but it always looks to me that animation is synonymous with children that is true uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of great animated movies for adults, but as soon as I mention animation, they get scoffed at. That's why I like that this one. I could almost argue it's the only winner not to be marketed as a kid's movie. I like many of them, but still, that's my gripe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at, least, at least kid and or family, which right. most of the time family equals parents and little kids. Mm-hmm. Not even if there's maybe older siblings there's always at least one younger that's part of the mix and therefore it needs to be a, a appropriate air quotes mm-hmm. for all ages so yeah i can i can totally see that and i, I other than I well, I don't know. I don't know about the marketing. I would say that probably Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I can't I can't imagine that it was marketed very heavily towards little kids. I don't think. But I don't really pay attention to marketing. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Especially if it's uh, marketing that involves enticing people with little kids, because that's not me. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but then again, Disney, yeah, pretty much has me by the wallet 99% of the time anyway, so... They don't really need to market market to me because I'm already completely indoctrinated. <laughs> Same. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it is uh, it is always interesting when uh, 
especially considering you look if you look at I mean, the whole reason that we have an animated feature category is because of Disney. Mm-hmm. It, you know, all of a sudden we're going from war movies and you know all these different types of movies being nominated for Best Picture to, boom, Beauty and the Beast. And everyone's like, oh, no, we can't have that. Let's do an animated feature category. <laughs> so... Because the Academy doesn't like upsetting the status quo, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. Something get, something that gets brought up a lot on gold standard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of why we do the show in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but yeah no I totally get where you're coming from Aaron so we uh, appreciate the feedback as always so alright time to Move on to this week's main topic, which this poor this poor topic keeps getting shuffled around mm-hmm. because stuff keeps happening. Yes. <laughs> I mean like on Simpsons like the summertime. Yeah, like we've had this we get we put on the schedule and like third time the term. <laughs> Yeah, and like I for some something happened and I don't remember why it got moved the first time and then we had it on schedule again and then the queen died. So oh yeah. <laughs> and that kind of walked up our, our schedule. So so yeah, we're finally finally getting around to only murders in the building. Which mm-hmm. I remember when Disney announced this at what D23 Expo a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I remember talking about it when we talked about like the D23 announcements and mentioning, oh, there's gonna be this show with Steve Martin and Martin Short and Salida Gomez. That sounds interesting. And then, you know, we just kind of moved on because there were all sorts of other things like all the MCU stuff that mm-hmm. we were like, you have my attention. And then only murders dropped. And then people started watching it. And they're like, actually, this is kind of good. So I'm like, okay, uh-huh. I'll give it, I'll give it a shot. It's one of those where it's like it, it this <laughs> I I don't want this this is not intended to be like an insult in any way but it's almost better than it has any right to be. Yes. I, I Rachel I agree. And kudos <laughs> to uh Disney and Hulu for deciding to run commercials on TV cuz it completely escaped my radar until mom was just like um where do we find this Hulu do we have it? 
And mm-hmm. I'm just like, um, I put their subscription on pause. I can un- I can unhit the pause button. We can watch this. And I think it, I think the first couple episodes had dropped, and as after we watched them, we were just like, we were hooked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, why is there any more? I'm like, uh, they're doing the non Netflix where they drop one every week. We have to wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which kind of sucks, just a little. Yes, just a little. Uh, but then, in a way, it's kind of like, yay, good. I can think and not be okay. All done. Now what? Mm-hmm. We wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because like on the surface, like like I said, when the Disney when they made the announcement that this was going to be a thing, and they're like, "That's an interesting comment." First of all, I mean. You put Martin Short and Steve Martin together, you know it's going to be funny. I mean, because those those two have been working together. Yeah, part one, you know, three and two. amigos. Yes, yeah, yeah. Those two have been working together for ages, and yes. are absolutely hilarious together. But it's like Selena Gomez. At first, I mean, she can hold her own against those two. Oh yeah, and the thing is, <laughs> like Selena Gomez, I've not really seen her in a whole lot other than the occasional episode of Wizards of Waverly Place back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has a very dis- seemingly distinct acting style and way of speaking. She kind of has this. It, it, at least in this she comes she's just like very like almost monotone seemingly uninterested with anything going on around her just kind of she's yeah when we first meet her she's walking down the street with you know the the big beats headphones on seemingly blocking out the rest of the world and looking at her phone and texting whoever looking at instagram or whatever it is um so she plays like the, well, based on her age, she's not a millennial. She would uh-huh. be Gen Z, I think. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and then you've got these two guys who are really elder boomers. Uh-huh. Because they're all, they're a little too old to be boomers. <laughs> so... Uh, but it's that idea of you know these two guys who are significantly older and then you have this young gal who's you know in her late 20s early 30s and this huge generational gap just based on age and then you figure you know life experience it's like they should not have anything in common and they really don't the only thing that brings them together is they all find out that they're all fans of the same true crime podcast mm-hmm. and that's what brings mm-hmm. them together and in this mm-hmm. building in new york this apartment building that they're that this thing is all centered around um the arcadia which you know there's a lot of new york buildings that are have names like like the dakota where john lennon and yoko uh-huh. still live yoko still yeah. lives there um so you know it's one of those older apartments probably actually was a hotel back in the day and they're gonna convert it into apartments um but uh then this murder happens in this building 
and they all decide that they want to play true crime detectives mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 and decide to create their own podcast in the, in the mm-hmm. process to work their way. It's like, you know, they've got, cause they're right. I mean, there's all of these true crime podcasts out there and I, I would think a good majority of them are all kind of like cold cases right so yeah there are cases in the past their idea is let's do a true crime podcast of a crime that just happened and is actively being investigated it just so happens that they end up being way more involved than they originally thought right. they thought they were just going to be like bystanders because this just happened to happen in the building where they live and then it turns out that actually mabel who's played by selena Gomez, actually knew the victim really well uh actually right. so and um, the victim had a connection to sting and they thought he was the yeah and that's <laughs> the thing is like you've got these three actors who are very recognizable in their own right mm-hmm. and then it's set in new york city so right with opportunity to have all sorts of recognizable faces show up and a lot of the people we see are playing characters like nathan lane mm-hmm. he's, he's played De- teddy um you know this greek restaurateur who makes dips that martin short's character oliver really loves a man does not eat regular meals he just eats like anything he can dip right yeah like a chip or a piece of pita bread or some vegetables he's down for it um and then you've got uh tina fey as cindy canning who hosts the 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 podcast that they all bond over um and uh so you got some recognizable faces that are playing characters but then you have other faces come in that are playing fictionalized versions of themselves so yeah we get sting who is playing sting but it's a fictionalized version of himself you get uh amy schumer in season two playing a a version you know a fictionalized version of herself um so yeah it's 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 just it's it's one of those shows where you kind of just have to watch it Mm -hmm. to to really get and kind of understand how good it is and why it's so good because it's kind of it's kind of hard to explain because you need to watch these characters interact with each other and see that chemistry and hear how good and smart the writing is yes you know, because murder mysteries obviously are tale as old as time. I mean, Angela Lansbury just passed away. How long did Murder, She Wrote run for? Forever. Because mm-hmm. people love a good murder mystery. But then to make it modern and it involve podcasting, which podcasts have been part of some media modern media to a point but it's never been like it's kind of just kind of a a side thing like there's 
a character in Ghostbusters Afterlife that is a podcaster. <laughs> so, uh, but it's not a major part of the plot. But the fact that it's they're listening to podcasts, you've got our characters creating their own podcasts. Eventually, they, they end up getting fans of their podcast and they have merch and stuff like it's so accurate to what it's like to be a podcaster these days mm-hmm. and obviously we would know yeah I mean, there's several mm-hmm. times where i'm like oh that's so accurate it hurts uh-huh. <laughs> you know oliver pulling his phone out so he can quickly record something because he doesn't have like his equipment on him i'm like <laughs> yes yeah yeah mm-hmm. i've had those moments where it's like ah i need to be able to record uh, yeah or let, let's run that I one more time mental... that didn't sound good <laughs> yeah or it's like i need to make a mental note uh so i don't forget <laughs> for later so it's like uh uh but yeah it's just it's it's just i don't know it's a thing. Like I said, it's it's I don't know if this is necessarily something that you can really just like try to explain. It's really one of those things where it's like you need a died. Like it'll get occasionally it'll pop up. Like I've mentioned it to Chauncey several times that he needs to watch it. And he's all like, okay, you know, I'll get to it eventually. Um it's very much, I think it's going to be like Stranger Things, but in reverse, mm-hmm. where he was like, you really need to watch Stranger Things? And I'm like, oh, I'll get to it eventually. And then I did. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of hoping only Myrtles will be the same way. Like, occasionally somebody will, like, I'll be, you know, chatting with whatever, whoever. And, it, like, it's come up a few times. And I'll be like, oh, my God, it's so good. And the other person will be like, I know. It's like mm-hmm. those of us that have seen it get it. Yeah, those that have it are Yay, like I one don't. Of us. Yeah, the others <laughs> are just like I don't understand because again, I'm sure looking at it at a surface level of like how good could a show with two old aging comedians and a former Disney Channel star actually be? You know, actually pretty darn good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Is it actually is pretty dang good. I mean, so, let's let's. I mean, lightning in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the and the fact that we, you know, that that we got the second season, and we already know we're getting a third season. I think yes. is great. Yeah. Um, considering yeah. the way they ended the last episode of season two. Oh yes, please. There needs to be. A... <laughs> yeah. Well, even the way they ended season one with you know oh, Mabel no, covered in yeah. blood. Yeah, standing over a dead body. body. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I hope this comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but yeah, this. <laughs> uh, you know, and they they use this whole as the audience is watching, trying to figure out who done it and why. Um, it it gives an opportunity for us to really learn not just about our three main characters but a lot of the peripheral characters as well i think that's it the one of the other things that's yeah. really good about it is it doesn't 
it recognizes that the you know the color and the personality doesn't come just from our three leads right it it it, it comes from all of the the other people so they're like there's a reason nathan lane has been nominated yeah as like a guest mm-hmm. at, you know guest role why selena gomez has not been nominated beyond me yeah, it's yeah, beyond yeah. me because both Steve Martin and Martin Short have been nominated for like Emmys yeah. for this, but Selena just gets skipped over. Like I don't even know what's going on there. Um, but it's, it's kind it, of it, it. It's this. It's this. It's the building itself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's very fleshed out and full of character. And that's what makes it so intriguing and so enticing to want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's an episode in season one that kind of is a day in the life of Teddy's son. Yes. Oh, who's that completely was awesome. deaf. Mm-hmm. So there's no sound. Pretty much the entire episode. Mm-hmm. because you're you're experiencing his day from his perspective and it doesn't seem like that should work but it does yep um you know we get the 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 episode you know bunny's last day right yeah too, where you follow her around and you occasionally will see our three main leads if she happened across them that day yep but I mean, we could easily go, you know, almost an entire episode without seeing our three main leads because mm-hmm. they don't necessarily need to be the focus. Yep. Um, you know, every everyone from the doorman to you know, just learning about the Arcadia itself. You know, we yep. we get introduced to um Charles's ex-girlfriend's daughter. Yep. who he became very attached to when he was involved with her mother um, mm-hmm. who came to visit him enough that she knows all the hidden passages in the in the building yep um so we get we get to to experience the building itself mm-hmm. and you know what makes what makes it tick and yep. how and how it works and then you start involving things like you know the cops <laughs> yeah yeah the police officers which you know uh detective williams oh yeah don't want to get on her bad side oh no and she knows her show tunes <laughs> yes but she knows her show tunes uh you know and then we get the piece of shit cop from from season two and i'm like i don't like you Uh -uh. Uh, (laughs) yeah so um and then bunny's bird yeah gambolini i know who did it (laughs) (sighs) why did nobody actually ever think to ask the bird who did it to see (laughs) if the bird wasn't just pulling their leg I, I thought they tried. <laughs> and I thought it came back with a very colorful metaphoric response. 
I know that the, 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 uh, Emily though. definitely had some colorful responses because Bunny was not a fan, especially of Oliver. Um, no. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, if they, I mean, I'm sure Whiplash is looking for another bird. <laughs> Pompous is Gambolini off on him. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, surely New York's got one of like those restaurants, like a was it Dick's Last Resort, <laughs> where all the waiters are intentionally rude to you. That's where Mrs. Gambolini needs to go. Yes, yes, is is someplace like that. <laughs> fit right in mm -hmm. uh so but yeah the um of course it's it's filmed in new york um so you can um uh, you know go visit some of the locations the exterior for the are their arconia uh, I keep calling it the arcadia because i think that's an actual building um mm -hmm. this is the arconia uh yeah. <laughs> um is at the Bell Nord, which is at 225 West 86th Street in Manhattan. So if you find yourself in New York on the west side, um, you can go swing by and take yourself a selfie outside the uh, Arconia. Um, so um, there's some... Uh, a few little kind of Easter eggs. Um, utilizing. Um, no. Utilizing uh, some of our, our actors' talents. Like we see Steve Martin playing the, the concertina. Uh -huh. um, and as... I think a lot of people know Steve Martin is actually a very accomplished musician. Oh, yes. Uh, not just with the concertina. He plays the banjo on the guitar yep. and you know, various instruments. So um, so it was not a huge stretch to, to be like, hey, Steve, how about playing the concertina? <laughs> so, um, so there's that. Um, the The... Uh, character and show that Charles used to be on because Charles Charles Hayden Savage played by Steve Martin um, is a former TV star who was on a cop show back in the 70s called Brazos mm -hmm. um, so kind of a you know obvious, you know, the shows back in like the 70s and 80s like Miami Vice and the what the heat of the night and right and stuff like, like that the commish colombo exactly oh um, yeah that was like the height of his career he's been kind of just kind of sailing on that <laughs> first ever since um and um but brazos is the name of one of two rivers that flow through Waco, Texas, which is where oh. Steve Martin was born. Cool. 
and we can't forget Charles Hayden's um, stand-in played by yeah. Jane Lynch. Yes. His stunt <laughs> double. Oh. Oh. It's Jane oh. Lynch. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> I mean, she's oh, a hoot. I mean. Oh, yeah. If yeah, you love her in Glee, I mean, this is an even more perfect role for her, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, one of those where it's like, hey, wait a minute, I know you <laughs> type things. So, um, and since hopefully we'll see her again in, in season three at some point now that she's not doing that run of Funny Girl anymore. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's going to be an interesting discussion when we do Funny Girl for uh, Patreon uh, on Gold Standard. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, Jane Lynch. Um, oh, God, who else? Um, oh, shoot. Um, Bunny's <laughs> mother. Oh, um, yes, yes. Um who actually turns out not to be Bunny's mother at all. She turns out no. to be the artist instead. Um, yeah. Um, what's her What's her face? Uh, Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine. There we go. Like, <laughs> damn it. I could yeah. see her. In, I could see her face in terms of endearment, but could not think <laughs> of her name. And, um, and I was thinking of her as Weezer and Steel Magnolias, and I'm just like, come on, right? Think, yeah. think, 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 think. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Shirley MacLaine. Uh, uh, she she makes a, a an appearance so um yeah it's just um it, it's kind of a who's who of yes of folks and what what's i mean obviously you get uh you want people that are a you know appropriate and and can play the part but it is kind of interesting that some of the people that we have pop up because this is set in new york are all people who have broadway experience yes mm-hmm. you know like jane lynch and nathan lane you know yes. so it's like it's like it's like they're filming in new york and they're like oh who's got a break you know who's got a, a break in a in a run on at the moment that we could borrow <laughs> for mm-hmm. a few days to do a little something something so um give it sting um we had uh yeah jane lynch shirley mclean uh so if you're if you're a uh, a soap opera fan, Mark Consuelos, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> aka Mr. Kelly Ripa, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> played Mabel's father in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I I like that they. I again, this is kind of an assumption from from me. But I'd like to think that they are confident enough in the show that it's going 
that it wasn't going to get like canceled right away, that mm-hmm. they weren't giving us everything about these characters right up front so that we could learn about them as the seasons progress like wit like even by the end of season one we still don't know a whole lot about mabel no we don't and a lot of that is because mabel herself is still even though she finds herself becoming friends with these guys she's still very closed off mm-hmm. i and, mean and you could... keeps to herself and granted even you can say this season we find a little bit more about her but still there's stuff we don't know about her <laughs> yeah yeah like there's a lot of stuff we learn but it's all in her remembering stuff in flashback so it's stuff that we're learning about her but her friends aren't necessarily learning about true and we don't know how relatable or reliable a narrator she is as well so we could be getting some well and i and part of what's interesting though is like we don't know how reliable mabel is being as a narrator but part of the premise in season two is even Mabel is not even sure how reliable she's being. Right. Which is a breath of fresh air because normally we don't get that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They, they, a lot of times they can be like, ah, should I trust you? I don't know. But then when the character's like, I don't even trust myself. I'm like, well, then I guess I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. That makes two of us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That makes all of us that are watching at the moment. So, uh, but it's it's also because you know me, I like to play armchair psychiatrist. Um, sometimes I find it also fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mabel's whole thing that you know she has um issues with her memory because of trauma which is a very real thing Mm -hmm. um where the for whatever reason and it and it it there doesn't seem to be any sort of like scientific or medical rhyme to reason like you know if you experience this kind of trauma you're going to experience this kind of memory loss or whatever. It's just a crapshoot. It's just however your body decides to try to protect itself from whatever trauma it's experiencing. So in Mabel's case, her early trauma was her father dying, you know, watching mm-hmm. her, her father die slowly, essentially of, of, cancer i think is what killed him right um mm-hmm. you know and then the whole thing with with bunny and the fact that she can't really remember what happened that night so it becomes a kind of literal and metaphysical puzzle for her to solve which was kind of her and her dad's thing was they like to solve puzzles together right mm-hmm. so she literally kind of has to go in kind of like sherlock with his mind palace but in this case mm-hmm. instead of you know just going and plucking something off the shelf she's having to put the puzzle together not knowing actually what the finished picture is going to look like right she and just knows that something bad 
that her right her her brain was like no you don't want to think of this it's bad it'll make you feel bad mm-hmm. and i think too she got so good at doing the puzzles her dad's like well here's a challenge let's do it up let's put the puzzle together but upside down where we can't see the picture mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah even more so mm-hmm. so yeah i just i find that absolutely fascinating from a, a psychological perspective though so, yeah and then you've got charles which his father was an actor but it was never really like never really got anywhere with it but he was an aspiring actor and then his father went to jail and then that whole thing there um um and it, it turns out that his his dad ended up going to jail for something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. not. So, I mean, he still did something bad, but his his reasoning was not necessarily so bad. Um. Right. Um. So you know he's he's dealing with that, and then you know potentially a resurgence in his career when they decide to bring the Brazos TV show back. But he's going to be playing an older Brazos. <laughs> yeah. That whole thing of like rebooting something. And then do you bring the old cast back? Because, you know, we've seen that in real life. And then you've got Oliver, who is a producer and director um, who is who's struggling just to find work um, while also trying to keep a relationship with his son. Um, who is you know a, a school teacher and has no you know has no aspirations whatsoever for fame and fortune and all that stuff he just wants to teach kids although he ends up getting roped into doing a elementary school production of the wizard of oz yeah uh, <laughs> and winding up doing a pretty darn good job of it <laughs> yeah and then learning that he and and teddy nathan lane's character have a uh I've known each other for a long time and there's some potential bad blood there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. yep. And then Eddie, Eddie and, or Teddy and his son have their own secrets. <laughs> so uh-huh. so it, it's just, yeah, it's written so well because it's just got all of these layers and you just have to watch to, and, and you know, sometimes it's relevant what you discover about people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's relative to the overall like plot of you know solving the whatever the mystery is that particular season and sometimes it's 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 not relevant at least not then it could be potentially relevant maybe down in a different season or it could just be something that is just it's just information to help for world building and character development and has nothing to do with murder or other crimes so and, th- and there's still a whole lot that we don't know about our characters right so, I mean and then we get a time jump yeah at the end of season two like almost a year has passed or something like that without uh-huh. any any murders or any, any and then it ends on a death uh-huh. yeah because of course you gotta leave it on the cliffhanger so and the death of a very uh interesting yeah. uh, 
Dean, guest star. Yes. <laughs> Who I'm sure we'll see again in flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Leading, leading up to his death. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, for a second there, I, was, I wasn't sure if they were playing themselves or if they were playing a pure fictional character and the, I right. guess like an actual fictional character so they're not playing themselves but still it's like ah okay uh-huh. I see I see what we're doing here I'm picking up what you're putting down uh-huh but yeah only murders in the building you need to do you need to watch it um yeah, like like I said, if the yeah, obviously if you're a podcaster, <laughs> you're gonna find some things uh funnier than others. Some of the jokes may go over your head because they're very niche podcasting related mm-hmm. jokes. Yes. Um it's like, oh yeah, I caught that reference. Yes, I understand. <laughs> yes. You're all like we're all like Steve Rogers, like I understood that reference. Uh <laughs> But even if you're not a podcaster, like if you're a, if you're a fan of shows like Murder She Wrote and like Diagnosis Murder, um, where you kind of have people getting involved in solving crime that aren't like the cops, the civilians, the civilians. <laughs> this, the, I mean, this is this is in the same vein. Mm-hmm. I I would say it's it's kind of a very similar cloth to to things like that, you know. Um. So you know, it's it's not Law and Order. No. Um. It it's definitely more Jessica Fletcher, or you know, Dick Van Dyke solving murders. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, and we know that there's a, um, a a third season coming, so hopefully, um, if they're, um, yeah, I, I could assume that they're going to stick to a similar release schedule yeah so fall that's what i'm thinking late that's summer, kind of what fall, little i've been seen yeah it was the end of august for season one end of june for season two um so i would assume that that uh that that will continue to be the uh the case so um yeah so selena is um usually um is posting stuff on on social media but she has not doesn't look like at least on her instagram it doesn't look like she's film she's posted anything on set while filming season three but she is young. She may be posting on TikTok. Hold mm-hmm. on a moment. <laughs> she's gonna 
Grace is going to quit check the feed. Yes, I'm going to check Selena's feed. So, um, well, she was in New York as of three days ago. Okay. So, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but uh, we can only hope. So, I guess wait and uh, wait and see. So, stay tuned until we get uh, get news, I guess, of when the next season is coming. So, I hope it sticks with a similar schedule. It's a good yes late summer going into fall. Oh yeah, thing to watch. So, mm-hmm. especially having the the week by the week by week releases so yes i i do it's almost like watching regular tv mm-hmm. <laughs> and appointment tv at that yes so yeah only murders in the building give it a shot i mm-hmm. think you would be genuinely surprised at yes. how good it actually is and the nice thing is, is all, all the full length, all the episodes of the first two seasons are out, so you don't have to wait like the rest of us. So you can just right binge you it and find out, binge. find out who done it mm-hmm. right away. Anything else? Nope, I agree with you, Rachel. Give it a shot. I mean, there's some good. Um, score music and then i mean some of the other incidental music that they pull in is cool too <laughs> a certain uh simon and garfunkel song yes <laughs> that, that everybody winds up singing <laughs> yep yep very good use so mm-hmm. lots of again references to theater especially musical theater and oliver's many many failed attempts at (laughs) bringing things to the stage that probably should not be put on broadway Mm -hmm. well if any of our listeners want to chime in give their two cents about only murders of the building or maybe just uh other stuff that our three leads have been in <laughs> uh <clears throat> or if you're a podcaster yourself and you if you you have an opinion on how podcasting was portrayed um i'd like to think that none of us are like cinda uh um, no <laughs> please and please and thank you um yeah if any of us ever come off as a syndicating type, please let us know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can uh, send us feedback. Uh, you can email us fivefishfangirls at gmail.com uh, or you can connect with us uh, via our various social media accounts. All the links to those are on our website, which is the fiveishfangirls.com because we're pretty much everywhere. Um and of course, also on our website, link to the Goodreads Book Club. So you can go vote 
and join in the discussions. Um, there's also links to various ways you can support us with your moolah. If you're so inclined, uh, you can do a single donation on Kofi. You can become a regular supporter on Patreon, or if you want to get <clears throat> uh, something in return, you can buy merch uh, via Redbubble. Um, so those are all available to you. So, all right. So with that no dead bodies so we're good we can sign off for this week this is this is holly from wisconsin saying good evening and this is rachel in indianapolis indiana i'm hungry anyone have any dip to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening and may the squee be with you.